Welcome to the Think Generation of World Podcast, and this is episode number 104. I am your host, Amir Estee. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast episode today. First of all, I'd like to open the podcast up with a thanks and gratitude. First of all, I appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast. Because honestly, you could be doing anything in this world. But the fact that you're listening to this podcast episode is much appreciated. Okay, so today's episode is brought to you by Amirison Financial. Amirison Financial is a financial service company and our goal is to eradicate financial illiteracy. Okay, so let's go ahead and tune into the podcast episode. If you like and you like this content, please subscribe to the podcast, share it. Do not just hold this information for yourself. Share it if you find it valuable to someone who may be able to use this. And please rate and review the podcast episode also. Whether it's good or bad, it's only going to make me better. Okay? So let's jump into the episode today. So today's episode podcast is basically what we're going to talk about is your children not only must know wealth, but they got to know how to handle wealth. Teach your kids not only to grow wealth, but also handle wealth. And this podcast episode is inspired by basically, so I don't know if you guys know, but a basketball player by the name of John Morant has been in the news most recently. And it hasn't been really for anything really good. It's been basically negative publicity. The most recent was he he was brandishing a gun in a nightclub in Colorado. And he's now been suspended by his team and possibly investigated by the NBA to find out. He plays for the Memphis Grizzlies, but he played a team called Denver Nuggets in Denver. So basically, the NBA is investigating to see how he brought, he traveled all the way to Tennessee with the gun, whether he probably boarded the team plane, etc., which means he's possibly facing even more suspension. And I don't know how you guys know the NBA works, but the NBA or even the NFL, probably any major sports league, is when you get suspended, you don't get paid. So basically, you get suspended without pay. So in his case, he signed a five-year, $230 million contract with the Memphis Grizzlies, which kicks in next year. Then he just released his own signature shoe line with Nike. Also has an endorsement deal with Powery. So I say this, and you're probably asking, what does this have to do with wealth or whatever, right? And... The reason I say this, he's 23 years old, and like most of us, when we were 23, we did a lot of dumb stuff. I know I did. I know anybody here can attest to that. But what we have to understand is when you get to a certain level, and it's not just NBA or even in the business of life, you have to audit your circle. You have to audit your circle because what happens is, is that 
if you have a bunch of guys or gals who are going for the ride. So let's say you start a business and you have these supporters or people around you. And as your business grows, then your circle has to grow, right? And we're not just talking about growing more, adding more people. We're just talking about in a retrospect of your circle has to grow. You have to have like-minded people. I think that's the, the episode today. The, the podcast episode is actually going to be called "Why You Should Have Why You Should Have a Tribe." The importance of a tribe. So basically, we're going to talk about why it's important to have a tribe, and a like-minded tribe, right? And these people got to basically be on the same wavelength that you are in. And the reason I brought up John Morant is when you're 23 and you're making, already making 60 million, close to $60 million, and he's been in the league like three, four years or something like that. And when you are making that type of money, you have to start doing what you call an artist circle. You have to audit your circle. And that's not just, again, that's not just, I'm not speaking just of the NBA or anything to that nature. I'm talking about not just the NBA, but I'm talking about also in life, in business, etc. Because you don't want to be able to, let's say in business you make your first million, but you're still hanging around people who may have certain mindsets that is basically can't grow from. In John Moran's case, you're making now $230 million next year. This is going to set not only your family, but your family's family for generational wealth. You have a chance to change the family tree. But if you move the way you move, and you're moving reckless, and your circle hasn't changed or hasn't grown, it will be hard for you to grow. It will be hard for your business to grow. It will be hard for your brand to grow. That's why it's imperative that you audit your circle. Because at the end of the day, what happens? If you end up losing all that wealth, you don't, that circle who's going on for the ride is just going to find somebody else. And the thing is, when it comes to building wealth, you have to be, when you grow, you have to have put yourself now in a different area in life. You are no longer that same person, the same player, etc. Because you're now a making more money, b you're in a different level, and your mindset has to be in a different level. And to see this kid, twenty-three years old again, in a position to where, and. I'm not saying that Java or his father is not involved in his life. His father is in a lot of his games. He attends a lot of his games. 
And I'm not saying his father probably hasn't, because this is not the first incident with John Moran. There's been several incidents within the last year that we can recall. But the thing is, is that you have to be able, your, your, your children have to be able to understand what is the mission. They have to understand what is the goal. And you as a parent, when your child gets to a certain level in life, there's only so much you're going to be able to tell them or you're going to do for them. And in his case, he has to now start wondering, do I need to replace my circle? Because your circle has to grow with you. And if your circle don't grow with you, you need to find a new circle. And that's why it's important to have a circle. So if you come in, you're not in the right track, they can bring you aside and say, we got to stick to the plan. We got to know what is the mission. What is the goal? And I think for him is, it's a big thing. It's, it's very easy for me to come here and bash the young, the young man. But honestly, I don't want to do that. What we need here is we need to have more people, especially in our communities, African-American, Black American, whatever, is we need more chiefs, not Indians. We have too many Indians, not enough chiefs in our communities. And if you think about it, is when you think about it, what's, what's what, some of these statistics you see here? In the Black community, there's more children being, there's more children being conceived out of wedlock. Divorce rate is, or marriage rate is very low in the black, black community. So what did I say is, if your two parents are not married, that means A, you're probably not together, or B, they're shacking up, whatever you call it these days. And it even if that's the situation, how involved is the father, right? Now, in John Moran's case, I'm not saying his father is not involved in his life. But what I'm saying is there's too many Indians in our community, but not enough chiefs. So what you have to understand is when you start to make that type of money, is the eye is on you even more. Even if you have a business, regular business, the regular Joe Swinger business, people, especially when you're trying to grow your brand, people are watching what you're doing. People are watching your moves a little bit more. Now, you can stay low-key, and there's plenty of people that are millionaires, or probably even billionaires, that are very low-key, right? But at the end of the day, is they have a tribe of people that they can go to that can put them in the right track because we all need that. And I think in his situation, that's what he needs is a tribe of people that are not going to be yes men, but they're going to say, when John, you're doing something stupid or such and such, you're doing something stupid. Now, they're not, their job is not to babysit you because there ain't nobody going to babysit a grown person. But their job is to hold you accountable. And we need more people like that to hold each other accountable. And when it comes to wealth, now, 
$230 million is a lot of money. But why throw that away to be an image that you're not? And the reason I'm, I'm saying this too is because I want to share a story with you guys, a personal story. Uh, probably about 14 years ago, I lost a, a good friend. I lost a good friend of mine to violence. And the reason I say that is because I could have been a casualty in that moment too. And you say, well, what do you mean here? Well, I remember that night. Um, it was a Monday. I talked to him, being hung out, and we just had conversations. Like, what do you want to do with your life? What do you plan on doing? And he was telling me he wants to go to school, etc. But I think he was enamored by the street life. And I remember that last conversation, and I said to myself, man, I, I got to talk to him. We got to have a really in-depth conversation. In that moment, we were just talking about basic stuff, school and whatever, him and one of him going to school and all that. But I told myself, the next time I see him, we need to sit down and like have a real conversation. Because the way he was moving wasn't, it wasn't conducive. It wasn't sustainable. He was either going to go to jail or dead. In his case, it was a matter. So I saw him on Monday. A couple of days went by, Friday rolled in. And generally, me and him used to always hang out Fridays and Sundays. We used to always go hang out when there was, you know, you're young. At this time, we were like 25, 26, something like that. And I'm, I'm probably dating myself here too. <laughs> but he, we, that night, he usually would call me and say, hey, Mary, you want to go hang out? Or I'll call him and we'd be like, yo, come by, let's go and hang out. But that night, for some reason, I didn't, I didn't have the want to call him. And this was a Friday night. And he didn't call me. So I remember I didn't get a call. So I was going to work the next day. And all of a sudden, like, I fell asleep. Now, 3.30 in the morning, my cousin, who at the moment used to kind of hang out at that same spot, she was calling my phone. And you know sometimes when you're in this very good sleep and then someone's calling you, it's 3.30 in the morning, I'm like, why is this person calling me? It's like, I don't want to be here. So I hung up. And then I ended up actually just turning the phone off. So literally, I had to go to work early in the morning at 8 o'clock or something like that. I get a call, and she calls me. Actually, I, I turned the phone on, and then the voicemail came, the voicemail popped up. And listen, she's like, hey, Mayor. She was just like, hey, Mayor, um, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine, whatever. I listened to the voicemail, sorry. I listened to the voicemail and then I gave her a call. She said, like, call me, it's very important. I said, okay, fine. And she called me, she's like, hey, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine, what's going on? And it was a cousin, we used to hang out, but we didn't hang out like that. Uh, and we were kind of distant cousins. So she was like, are you okay? 
And I said, yeah, I'm okay. Why? What's going on? And then she's like, it's your cousin or cousin passed away. It's like, what do you mean he passed away? And apparently there was something, something popped out, something went wrong at the party, whatever, that the spot we used to hang out at. And then he ended up getting, he ended up getting shot and killed him and another friend of his. And I thought to myself, I was like, you know what, what if I had decided to go out that night? And that would have been me too. I would not have been here to do this podcast episode. And not to get like personal or anything like that, it's just that I felt like I wanted to share this. And the reason I wanted to share this is because he had so much potential. And I look at myself now and where I'm at today, he could have been in the same position. But our paths were different. And I say this is you, when children even have money and they start to have more money, it's not the fact that they have more money. It's do they mature? Because when you're making $230 million or whatever, there's a level of maturity you have to start to establish. And I think for us is when you make that type of money, it's like you made it out and you do. Whatever your situation is, if you're a person that used to be in the hood, whatever that is, and now you're not in that position anymore, you have made it out. And for me was when I think about that night and I think about most recently with John Moran, and I wanted to myself is my cousin was trying to live a life that that's not what was established for him. His parents were married. Uh, and I come to find out his parents were not actually happily married, but they were still, you know, they were married. He came from a married, it was not he came from a dysfunctional household. It was just, well, maybe parents, they were not getting along, but not like where he saw violence. So he not only grew up in a position, but he also, and his parents went to church and all that. I don't know if that means much, but however, I'm just saying there was a structure. And to see that he went another route was disappointing. And the same thing I see about John Moran is if you grew up in a place where you have structure, uh, parents are happily married, you went to school, private school, what are you trying to prove now? What sense does that make for you to try to prove things now? And going back, I don't know if you guys remember Aaron Spelling. He was the creator of 90210, uh, Melrose Place. He was worth $600 million before he passed away. His daughter, Tori Spelling, was irresponsible. I think she was a, she had bad drug habits. So when he died, he left her nothing. Could, could you do that? If you have children that are not responsible, could you do that? If you have this wealth, and this wealth is supposed to take care of not the next generation, the generation of three generations. Could you do that? 
Could you cut your kid off just like that? He did. Aaron Spelling did. Aaron Spelling ended up cutting his daughter off. Tori Spelling and didn't even leave her nothing. He, uh, and if I, and he did leave her anything, it was probably like nothing. It was nothing that she couldn't really live on. But I think at the end of the day, he didn't leave her anything. Sometimes it gets to that extreme for you to send a message to your children that, no, I'm not going to let you squander this wealth because you're not responsible. And that's where it comes in. And I'm not saying that Aaron Spelling didn't teach his kid. I'm not saying John Moran's father, T. Morant, and this is his name, did not teach his son either. What I'm saying is that your kids are going to make decisions. And sometimes they're going to have to live with them, but you don't as a parent. Because as a parent, you already did your, really did your job. If I go and make a mistake, or if I go and do something harsh, my dad can't live with my My dad has his own life to live with. He can't live with my mistake. I have to live with my mistake. And I'm just saying is for our community, if you're black listening to this, even if you're any other color listening to this podcast, please understand that you must, you, if you're, if you've done your job as a parent and you taught your children you try to at least teach your children the right path, but they go in the opposite way. You have to understand when it comes to building generational wealth, you can't just, it can't stop just at the next generation. This has to go two, three, and hopefully further generations, 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 right? And it may come to a point where if they have, there's a level, uh, there's a level of you grow where your children are not responsible enough to handle that. And it may be a lesson because you don't want to grow all this wealth and your kid is the one next generation squanders it all. It happens all the time. So I say this, maybe this is a podcast is not for you, or maybe this podcast is not something you care to listen to. What I'm saying is that number one, Audit your circle. Audit your circle. If you're the smartest person in your circle, find another circle. That's number one. Number two, you can't, even if you have all that money, you must have the right mindset to be able to handle that type of money. And number three, Number three, right? So we have mindset, audit your circle, and you have to be able to teach your children what is the end game, the goal. Do they see the vision that you see? You don't, you know, I tell my children, you don't have to do what I do, but you gotta understand is, if I hand you a dollar, it's your job now to turn it to two dollars. I already started that, but it's your job now to finish it. And then you must teach the next generation behind you. Since you got two dollars, now you gotta teach them now how to make four dollars. Now it's their job to now go make four dollars. Generation after you, after that generation, then has to teach, 
has to learn how to make $4 to $8. So as you see, every generation you go into, every generation will have to understand that what is the end game. And the end game is that we must grow wealth. We must push ourselves, right? And we got to keep it going. We got too many of generation stopping at a certain point and not growing. So as you can hear, as I end this podcast today, understand one thing. Teach it. Make sure your kid has the right mindset. Make sure they are in their circle. And make sure they understand the mission. Because the mission can't really stop with you. Wealth must continue to grow. So, I appreciate you guys. If you listen to this podcast episode, if it sounds like I'm all over the place, I apologize. That's not what was, that's not my intention. This podcast was actually not, I basically just kind of freestyle the podcast in a sense. And another thing is the podcast. I, I appreciate everyone that takes the time to listen to this podcast. And I can tell you this right now, for a little bit, I was having some doubts about the podcast. But I've noticed that, and the reason I said that is because, you know, I, was, I also got to a point where I started to say, oh, you know, are people tired of listening to me? Are people tired of this? You know, I, I know, again, I'm not a big influence or anything like that. You probably can go to my Instagram pages. It's nowhere near. I probably got like 20 followers or something like that. But you know what? I enjoy this podcast. And actually, I was actually coming onto the podcast to say, uh, I was going to come on the podcast and start only doing a podcast twice a month. But for some reason, just doing this podcast today, has motivated me to stick to the mission. The mission is not about, again, it's not about building this massive following. You know, if I have 100,000 downloads, that's not what this is about. What this is about is I want to be able to get this message out. And the message is financial literacy, right? But to get to that point, I want us to be able to work together to get to it. So appreciate you guys. Love you guys. See you next week. Peace.